And maybe you have been in a place in your own life where you have allowed someone to have power over you or you've given your power away to them. Maybe inadvertently, maybe you didn't necessarily know that you were doing it or mean to do it, but it happened nonetheless and you started to discount your ideas and you felt a little bit dismissed in the things that you wanted to do and you were constantly asking for someone else's permission to do whatever it was that you really wanted to do in your life. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passion entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I can step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach people all across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my hope is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Hello there. Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm your host, Andrea Crisp, and I'm so glad that you're joining me for the Authentically Me series. This has been a real labor of love, I have to say. I'm really excited about this series. And it has been something that not only I have been meaning to do, but something that I really feel is important for me to do. Because in telling my story, in sharing with you my own personal transformation, I believe that it will help you see where you can have that transformation in your own life where you can take brave steps and you can shift and change the trajectory of your life. So I'm so glad that you're here. And if you have been joining me already for the series and you are really interested in connecting on a deeper level, I really encourage you to join us for our Courage and Conversations call, which is every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will meet incredible women in that group. It is a free call. We are going deep every week into a topic that either we're talking about on the podcast or something that just comes up. Sometimes I feel inspired to talk about something specifically and we go there. So it really just depends every week, but it is such an incredible group of women. So whether you're an entrepreneur, or whether you are just really spiritually ready to take that next step in your life, and you know that you need to be surrounded by like minded women, I encourage you to jump in on this call. Now, as we're getting into the podcast episode today, I have a question that I want to ask you, and it's an important question. It's something that you might find yourself doing if you feel as though you've been kind of hiding out. So the question is, are you sidelining yourself, waiting for someone or something to validate who you are or who you're becoming? I know that's a big question. Maybe I should repeat it. Are you sidelining yourself, waiting for someone or something to validate who you are or who you are becoming. 
So often in the entrepreneurial space, I see women waiting for someone to give them the green light to say, you've got this, go ahead, do it. Your idea is amazing. Get on it. And yet there are so many, many entrepreneurs that have within themselves everything they need already to make those moves without the validation of someone else. But it's those subconscious beliefs, those limiting beliefs that kind of lurk in the background that keep us from our own attunement to listen to our internal wisdom, that God voice, that whisper to follow our intuition. And a lot of times that comes from something that has you know, previously taken place in your life, maybe an experience that you've had, maybe a relationship that you found yourself consistently listening to someone else's voice and finding that you were doing everything the way they wanted you to. Or you found yourself just like folded in to another person within a marriage or within a partnership. Perhaps you even had a coach or a leader in your life that you really wanted to learn from, but you found that you were letting them make all of the decisions for you. And anytime you felt like you needed to trust your own instinct, you deferred instead to them. So what would be possible if you right now made that decision to start trusting yourself to do it your way. I know that you're fully capable of that, but the question is, do you believe that you are and that you're ready to take those brave steps in your own life to do what you are meant to do? So in this particular episode today, I want to talk about some things that have happened in my own personal life, my own transformational journey, that was is what this whole series is about is sharing my own personal story with you. And share with you where I've been when it comes to this particular issue. Because of course, everything that I'm talking about is something that I've had to personally navigate myself. So I'm speaking not only just from experience, but I'm speaking from an understanding of what it looks like to be on the other side and have healing in this area of my life. And maybe you have been in a place in your own life where you have allowed someone to have power over you, or you've given your power away to them, maybe inadvertently, maybe you didn't necessarily know that you were doing it or mean to do it, but it happened nonetheless, and you started to discount your ideas, and you felt a little bit dismissed in the things that you wanted to do, and you were constantly asking for someone else's permission to do whatever it was that you really wanted to do in your life. And you dimmed down, you got smaller and smaller and smaller until you finally just didn't even recognize yourself anymore. And when that happens, that can create a sense of really not even 
knowing who we are anymore and second guessing almost everything that happens within our lives. And not only that, but we don't live into the fullness of who we are. We don't use our gifts, our talents, our abilities, because we don't really believe that anybody wants to, you know, experience them, because we're not even sure that they're good enough. And really, we end up not trusting ourselves to make decisions, to show up for ourselves. It is probably one of the toughest places to be, I have to say. And as a coach, you'd think that, you know, I would have this completely mastered. I, you know, but honestly, friend, this is something that I've had to deal with over and over again within my life, many, many, many times over. And of course, somewhere along the way, I developed a subconscious belief that I needed someone else's approval to make decisions within my life. And, um, you know, that kind of showed up for me over and over again. And I have a particular story that I want to share with you around this today. But, you know, it was many different areas of my life where this was manifesting itself within my family of origin, within the environment that I grew up in the church that I was a part of. Uh, it it really showed up when I went to uh, work as a pastor in a church, as a female pastor in a very male-dominated industry. It showed up a lot in that space. Uh, and then I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, once I got into the coaching field, it it won't show up there. <laughs> and it showed up there again. So it is something that until I realized that I had to shift my own perception of who I am and what I have to offer the world, and that I can really live out of a place of integrity in my own life, this kept reoccurring. And it will reoccur in your life until you deal with it. And that's the whole thing. I think often um, people think, oh, well, you know, I just will make a, a new decision and things will shift and change and I won't have, have to deal with this again. It's like, you know, the, the saying, you know, you're circling the same mountain. The reason why we're circling the same mountain all the time is because we still are living out of an old belief, an old paradigm of something that really is not serving us. So getting to the heart of that is key to having transformation in your life. So my story today starts when I was about 18 years old. I had been attending uh, the same church probably since I was like five or six years old. And when I moved to Ottawa, Ontario from Saskatchewan, where I was born, and I had the most incredible um, church upbringing, I have to say, like, I look back on that time from when I was a kid and a teenager, and things were amazing. I, I just loved it. I loved my friends. I loved my leaders. I loved absolutely everything about it. Now, there were things that I learned, doctrines and beliefs um, that I really internalized myself. So I can't really you know, place blame on any one person or thing. A lot of it was my own perspective on what I was learning. But um, I have to say, like, there was just so much good that came from being part of that Christian church that I was a part of. And I loved it. And I did not have a negative experience until 
I was about 18 years old. And here I was in the youth group at my church. I was a leader at the time. I was just about to graduate high school and go off to a Christian university. I was taking taking music education. And I was part of our um, choir. We were going to participate in our like convention, which was like singing competition. And uh, I was so excited about it. I had done it for years and been very successful at doing it. And I also worked uh, part-time at a department store called um, the Hudson Bay Company. And so I was often missing our youth group night, which was Friday night, because I was uh, scheduled to work at the Bay. And uh, our rehearsals were at at around 9.30 p.m. I know that seems really late. I think to myself, oh my gosh, I can't even believe that I was, you know, doing something at 9.30 p.m. now that I think about it. But, you know, I was a teenager, so, you know, didn't really matter. And I would show up to the rehearsal after I had worked and I would, you know, join in with the crowd. Well, we had gotten a new youth pastor, and this is somebody who had not been a part of our our congregation. He came completely new, him and his wife. I really didn't get along with him all that well. I had gotten along with absolutely everybody until that point. And because I was such a a strong-willed leader at that point in my life, um, he came in and he wanted to, you know, do everything his way as, as they do. And we butted heads. And anyways, needless to say, he was not really thrilled that I was missing out on youth group. And instead I was working and I still wanted to participate in the choir. Now he made that abundantly clear to me. But I told him that, you know, hey, listen, I'm going away to college in the fall. And I've been serving in this youth group for, you know, years. And I have to make money. And this is how I'm going to do it. Like, I have to go and work. And I don't intend to take the time off. I'm still going to participate in the choir. It was my last year to do so. And, you know, within a few months, I'm going to be gone anyway. So what does it really matter? He didn't like that. And he ended up uh, calling my parents one Saturday morning. And I have to say, my dad was on the board at the time. I think my parents about blew a gasket and all hell broke loose. (laughs) Needless to say, uh, our senior pastor was called. It was a big whole thing. And... I was allowed to continue doing what I was doing. But it was my first really negative experience. And um, now I look back at that and I say to myself, okay, there's probably, you know, many different ways that I could have handled that myself. I was a young, immature kid. Um, I really wasn't thinking too much except for what I wanted. And the communication between myself and that particular pastor was not great. The relationship never really, you know, repaired itself. But what ended up happening was it left a really, really bad taste in my mouth. And like I said, up until that point, I had never had any problems with any of my leaders. And all of a sudden, I had a problem with this guy. And when it ended up happening in the course of the next few years and decades, where I was continually um, 
put in a position where I would have to deal with something similar, with a situation that was similar to the one that I had dealt with. And every time it got increasingly worse. And I really wasn't sure why it was happening. I just knew that I basically attracted um, toxic leadership. And I didn't always handle it well. And I was stubborn. And I, you know, would basically, you know, try and speak my truth as best as I could, but would get shut down. And I would, you know, internalize it. And eventually, I just really kind of walled up, closed up, and didn't allow anyone or anything in. Now, here's the crazy part. I became a pastor myself in my 30s. This wasn't something that I really meant to do at the time, but it was an opportunity that presented itself, and I took it. But here's the thing that happened over the course of the next decade. um, I went through so many traumatic church events, leadership, toxic leadership that like it was just, it was crazy. It was just too much to even share with you on this podcast. And I really, really doubted myself. I, I really second guessed pretty much everything at that point, because I thought that there was something wrong with me. I thought that no matter what I was trying to do, I could not please anyone in authority over me. I stopped trusting anyone in authority over me. And I really was just, you know, not in a good place spiritually. Now, years later, I would learn that a lot of what was going on in these specific instances was a lot of spiritual abuse and manipulation. But at the time, I did not realize that. And there were even moments that I gravitated towards leading the same way as I had been led by leaders, which was not good. And that has something that has been something that I've had to grapple with myself over the years and really come to grips with knowing that there are probably people that I have wounded also in my own leadership. And taking responsibility for that has been something that I have really needed to do. So having those toxic leaders come into my life over the years resulted for me in a lot of lost relationships. Uh, It, it, gosh, it it really, really um, rocked my self-esteem, my self-confidence. In one particular instance, it instilled a belief in me that I was not a good musician or singer and that um, I could not be utilized because I was not up to par for what the church was doing. Uh, And then I recreated these patterns in my own leadership. And like I have to say, like, again, I'm not proud of that in any way. But at the core, my subconscious belief was that I was not worthy. I was not deserving of having what I desired of being a leader or having any kind of success. And it really, really um, kept me 
small and hidden. And as someone who was a female leader and not having someone that was, you know, I was married to, uh, it was, it always felt very isolating because a lot of the times I was dealing with men, but in some instances it was women as well. And I have to say some of them were not great either. And, you know, it was just a really trying time in my life. And of course, this would go on to repeat itself within the coaching uh, industry as well once I got into there. But I may, you know, some of the things that I'm sharing with you right now may, you know, be something that you've experienced within your own life. Maybe you've been in a really toxic church environment or a toxic culture where you found yourself constantly feeling like you were sidelined for some reason or another. So I really wanted to kind of give you a little bit of an understanding of maybe some of the things that could have happened to you. Um, And if you're not really sure, maybe you'll recognize yourself in one of these things or maybe many. A spiritually abusive or a toxic leader will twist the truth to make themselves look better. And you may end up questioning if you even heard them correctly or were misinterpreting something. So they'll twist your words or twist their words to suit themselves. A spiritually toxic abusive leader demands respect instead of earning it. A spiritually toxic abusive leader betrays your confidence and shares your information with others. A spiritually toxic or abusive leader doesn't allow themselves to be held accountable or corrected and bullies anyone who disagrees with them. A spiritually toxic abusive leader avoids your request for conflict resolution, but is quick to confront you. So if you try to bring up things, they twist it and you are seen as unteachable or uncoachable or blame shifting. A spiritually toxic abusive leader makes you feel like you can't change or you won't have success. A spiritually toxic abusive leader silences their critics by making them the bad guy. A spiritually toxic abusive leader doesn't give you credit for your ideas and successes, but takes credit for themselves. A spiritually toxic, abusive leader bullies, shames, or teases you, breaking your boundaries. And a spiritually toxic, abusive leader creates a culture of popular inner circle. And if someone raises concern about this, they are put out of the community and other inner circle people are afraid to speak up. Now, there are many, many more of these, but you might have recognized yourself falling into one of those or experiencing one or many of those. And that is where I found myself. I found myself in a position many times over, especially within the last church that I was a part of, where it was extremely toxic behavior. And many of my friends and co-leaders at that time were found themselves in a, in a position that it just was not, it was not good for them. 
And when I came into the coaching space, I really believed that it would be a different story within the coaching space. And what I found out was that, you know, people are people. And so people are going to be people everywhere. And it is going to run just as heavily within the coaching industry as it does within the church culture. And this really took a toll on me at the beginning of when I started coaching because I came into the coaching industry while I was still part of the faith community. And I, you know, was, in fact, I was a faith-based coach for the first years of when I started coaching. And, you know, I had kind of my rose-colored glasses on and I thought everything was going to be magical and beautiful. And it really just was not. And I felt like thing I was being re-triggered over and over and over again. And so that belief of not being worthy, of not being deserving, of really not, you know, possessing what it took to be successful, um, and always being kind of like pushed down and and silenced and dimmed down, just kind of kept occurring over and over and over again. And I realized when I started my own healing journey that this was something that I believed to be true. I had a, you know, a belief in that that this was the case. It was always going to happen. This is the way it was. In fact, I can recall a specific instance where I said to a friend, uh, this always happens to me. I remember saying that to her and I was crying my eyes out because I had just been let go of my church position. And I said, this always happens to me. And years later, I would recall that comment. And I thought about how really impactful it was. Because it was always happening to me because I was continually positioning myself to allow it to happen. And I believed that that was true for me, that it was always going to happen in my life. And I did not believe that that could be broken over me and that I could live a new belief, that I could live more empowered, that I could let go of that victim mindset, and that I could truly walk into freedom. So of course, saying that this always happens to me felt very true for me. But now I have seen how when I do the work, when I do that subconscious work, how it shifts and changes everything about where I am in my life. Now, I have to say, I am so grateful that I have been on a healing journey. And I really have to say that, you know, when I left full-time ministry, it was in 2014, I still participated in leadership at a church for another several years after that. And in 2018, probably 2017, 2018, is really when things kind of, the shit hit the fan pretty much. And I left my final church and I was still living in Toronto at the time. That was when my faith deconstruction really began. I started questioning everything. Um, I really, really was angry at that point. A lot of bitterness, a lot of resentment, a lot of anger. And since then now, I mean, years later, I have really done a lot of healing and releasing and forgiveness because 
I knew that I didn't want to live that way and I couldn't live that way and it was eating me alive. And my own faith deconstruction led me to, you know, recognizing what do I truly believe and what can I take from my faith and apply it into my spiritual journey and allow myself to continue to grow and expand and evolve as I learn more about who I am, more about um, God, creator, source, universe. And I have to say it has been a really, really beautiful metamorphosis, I guess. Like it's just, I feel like I've kind of come into myself and I've allowed myself to really um, reconnect to God, to spirit. And it's a bit different now than it ever was, but I still feel God and still have that same beautiful expression and relationship that I once had with God, which is, oh, I'm so thankful and grateful for. And how this all occurred for me and how I was able to really kind of own up to my own, um, you know, mistakes was, you know, first doing the mindset work, using the neurocycle, which I talked about um, before. The neurocycle really helped me identify, you know, where I was falling into those old beliefs and and what it was really doing to me. And I worked with a really tremendous uh, spiritual counselor who actually works in this, works in spiritual trauma and abuse. And she was so instrumental at helping me to understand what I had gone through and understand how I could really move through it in a way that helped me to heal and helped me to bring healing into the lives of other people who have left their own um, toxic environments, whether it's a family, a church, a culture, um, you know, a relationship and understanding that, you know, there are myriad of reasons why we fall into these toxic environments. And a lot of them stem from a belief we have about who we are, and what we believe to be true about ourselves. Now, this usually bleeds into every area of our life, but it definitely bleeds into our leadership ability. It leads in it bleeds into our business and the way we are showing up for our business and showing up for our clients. And this has been something that I have taken very seriously in creating safe communities in my own life after I've gotten the healing that I needed to really help other people heal and feel like they can be themselves fully and completely in a very safe environment. And a lot of this has to do with the fact of things I've gone through and experienced and also helped other people and heard of their stories as well. So maybe you have gone through something similar and you've been in a toxic relationship or you have um, experienced toxic leadership, abusive leadership, manipulative leadership in your life. And you're struggling to find yourself, you're struggling to allow yourself to believe you're worthy or seen, or that you, you can do what you, you know, 
really want to do. I mean, gosh, it could have been like a coach in high school. It could have been a parent who said something to you a long time ago. Uh, It could have been a pastor or a priest or a rabbi or a bishop. It could have been any number of people who said or did something to you that you internalized to be true about yourself and you made a subconscious belief uh, about that situation. And if you did, I want to, I just want to remind you that you don't have to live that way. It can shift, it can change, you can transform that belief, you can see it in a new light. When you're willing to do the inner work, when you're willing to show up for yourself and shift those patterns, not only are you going to shift the mindset and the belief you have, but you're going to shift your behaviors and you're going to start taking different action. You might even find that you need to make restitution similarly to myself and that you also acted out of toxic leadership and did things that maybe you're not super proud of either. So when when I kind of came to this place in my own life, this was a huge, huge you know, transformation for me. I have to say, like, I look back at um, where I have been, and I don't hold anger and resentment like I did before. Like, there were years, I have to say, like, I couldn't go past certain buildings, I couldn't drive different places, because I was so angry. And when I say I was angry, like, I was like, I'm going to set that building on fire angry, (laughs) like very angry, so bitter, so resentful. Um, And now I see it so differently. I see it as wounded individuals wounding other people. And I have compassion and a desire to even see them experience that kind of healing for themselves. I don't love that it's happening, that people still act that way. And oftentimes they don't know that they are and they think they're doing good things. And they don't realize that they are also part of a toxic culture. But when you are living out your your divine purpose, when you are walking out what you truly, truly believe is for your life specifically, when it comes to being in the entrepreneurial space, when it comes to being um, in the in the online industry, or just even as a human being. I think it is so important to live out of a place of integrity, to truly be transparent and authentic, and to hold a space so safely for yourself and for your own healing, but also for those who are in your life. So that may be family members, your partner, it might be your clients, it might be your community, whomever that is. It is so important that you have the healing and get the transformation that you need so that you can safely do that for other people. And so I encourage you that if you've ever experienced anything like this, or you just are like, okay, I maybe didn't experience something like this, but this is resonating with me so much. And I feel like there's something there. And you want to 
you know, dig a little deeper and be a little bit more curious about where that might be showing up in your life. I really want to encourage you to connect with me. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes where you can book a call with me and we can talk about maybe where this is showing up for you. And if it feels like it resonates with you to start doing this work, then I'll invite you into a coaching relationship where we can safely unpack this for you so that you can begin your own transformation journey. Friend, I know that this, you know, this is a hard space to be in when you are, you know, feeling as though you cannot trust the people who are leading you. You can't trust the people who you need to help you make those big moves in your life, whether that be coaches or leaders or anyone in authority over you or someone that you feel is in authority over you. But when you begin to trust, to truly trust yourself and know that you are capable of doing anything that you set your mind to and that you can trust your own self, you will recognize it so quickly and be able to remove yourself from those situations Uh, And that will be probably one of the biggest game changers that you would ever experience in your life. And you'll also get the healing that you need to move forward. So I hope that this has been a helpful episode for you when it comes to showing up in your worth and really knowing that you do deserve good things. And that if you have ever been under any toxic leadership, abusive leadership, that you can find healing on the other side of that for yourself. Now, friend, I know I have talked a lot about healing and transformation during this episode. And the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I really believe when we are called for a purpose, when we have something in our heart that we really truly want to do in our lives, whether it's in our personal life, whether it's in a business or just really having a vision for impact, it is so important that we have the healing and transformation that we need first so that we can authentically approach everything that we're doing. So during the month of October, November, I'm offering a very special one-on-one coaching container. It's a six-week coaching container called Authentically Me, where we are going to dive into healing and transformation in your own life. We're going to be talking about self-love, self-trust, really being able to make those decisions that serve you best, and really being able to have the healing in your life that you need. So it is going to be tailored to suit you so that you can step into your power in a whole new way. Now, this six-week container is available for a limited time, and it is a very special investment. So if you're interested in finding out more, I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. And also, if you have not already purchased your ticket for the live podcast event, I highly encourage you to do so right away. We are just weeks away now from the event at Leaside Studio on November 11th. And I'm so excited to gather the community together, really bring you into the same room. This has been a long time dream of mine. And we're going to be 
recording a podcast live with a very special guest host. And also, you're going to have an opportunity to get your picture taken by my dear friend, Shanika Gosling, who is going to be taking pictures for the event and you're going to receive a free photo to take home with you and use on your social or wherever you'd like to use it and she is just a brilliant photographer so you're not going to want to miss this opportunity to gather together the event is november 11th the link will be in the show notes and the investment's 49 dollars. so i hope to see you there oh this has been a great episode friend thank you for hanging out with me today until next time Remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crowley.